It's Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network, and I'm here to talk to you about RevengeLover.com. It's a great place to get logos, sponsors, artwork, t-shirts, anything and everything you need artwork design-wise. This is the place to go. Uh, you go to RevengeLover.com, you can check out samples, uh, go ahead and get inquiries, and fit, find something that pretty much fits you, or even get you know some commission-based stuff done. So again, go to www.RevengeLover.com. Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity, Comicare, is running. We are up for a challenge, and we need your support. At Comicare, we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep smiles going. Well, now we want to see your smiles, and we want to post them on our pages, too. This July 20th through 23rd, we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? 100? 300? 500? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash 1000 smiles. That's C-O-M-I-C-A-R-E dot org slash 1000 smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile. You're free to put a cap on your donation so it doesn't get out of hand just in case Tony gets crazy and gets 10,000 smiles. You don't have to worry about getting nuts. Just visit our page at comicare.org slash 1000 smiles and make your pledge today. In the not too distant future, next Sunday AD, there was a guy named Joel, not too different from you or me. to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I know the intro threw everybody off. The reason why I brought in Mystery Science Theater 3000 for this episode because we ended up watching Monos, The Hand of Fate. And you have to say it that way because if you say it normally, everyone just goes, oh, that crappy movie, which, <laughs> yes, it is the worst. Probably... It's one of the worst that they it's, can find. It's one of the worst <laughs> movies I've I've probably seen. But the, the reason why we brought in Mystery Science Theater 3000 intro to it is because the fact that that's how we watched it um, with the commentary, which is like probably the best way to see it. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to watch it, 
how it is. It's it's just a horrible fucking movie. But um, we did that. Plus also the fact that Mystery Science Theater 3000 is back. So uh, we might be doing a couple of episodes where we'll actually watch some of those crappy horror movies on Mystery Science Theater, the new one. And talk about those and just the hilarity and everything that assumes. But of course, would be cool. yeah, Reptilicus was the very first episode of the new one. Um, but yeah, so that's why that's why that intro was in there. But yes, this is not another B horror cast. This is episode sixty-four, and I'm Stevo, <laughs> and I'm Anna, and we are finally back. We had a uh, a week off, I think. Uh, I think we had a couple weeks off. Um, yeah, Anna, Anna got struck in with uh, an illness. Um, that she will talk about when we do our little bit of a catch-up. Um, but uh, before we get started, of course, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. Of course, don't forget to check us, us now on Google Play Music. And also don't forget to go to Amazon.com, but you don't go to Amazon, you go to the Sasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. And in fact, you can actually, if you have Amazon Prime, you can probably watch a lot of the old episodes. Most of them you can find on YouTube, but you can find a lot of the old episodes of Mystery Science Theater uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, so, without further ado, and everything that's caught up and stuff of like that, um, Anna, yes. you had a birthday. I did. So let's talk about um, catching up with you. Okay. So the fans know, or the listeners know, uh, what's what's been going on. So yeah. Uh, yes, I did have a birthday, and also going back to the um, MST3K thing, you can also find um, they have the Rift Tracks ones on there as well, where it's just either the I think a couple of them they're literally like sitting at a convention and they have an audience watching the movie with them as they're making their commentary on the movie. Ah. Um, and then there's other ones where it's just the riff tracks is laid over the movie. So that's actually pretty cool as well. Um, but my week, or my past couple weeks, so last week, I can't remember if we did a B-Horror cast two weeks ago, but I know last week the we The last can... one, hold on, I can, you go ahead and find, <laughs> I'll get you the number on that one when we actually did it. Okay. Um, um, but the last, uh, last week we weren't able to do an episode because Monday I got deathly ill. I think it was probably like a flu or something, and I sound funky right now because my, uh, um, my allergies are kicking my ass right now, and... My nose is all screwed up, and I have a sore throat. So. Okay, yeah, the last <laughs> um, the last one we did mm-hmm. was Three Finger Giant. I don't remember that episode, but yeah, the last one we did was uh, was March thirtieth was our last episode. Oh dang! So we've been yeah, we're almost at the end of April. So yeah, because we did Skull Island, we did Alien. Uh, I think the Three Finger Giant was with the food critics. Ah. Uh... Okay, so, so yeah, so that was our last, that was our last episode, so yeah, yeah. so, yeah, that was the, uh, that was in March, so yeah, so we've yeah. been, uh, we've been a little behind. We've uh, been slacking, stuff's so. Stuff's been happening. Actually, this has been a huge slack-off week for me for podcasts. I think I did one on Sunday, <laughs> and that was for Longbox Cast, which should have, should have came out today, but I don't think Kyle dropped it, so. I guess you should probably check on that then. That uh, was probably pointless. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm so. kidding, Kyle. I know you don't listen to this, but I'm kidding, I. 
Kyle's got his own stuff he's worried about too. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so, and then Pat was out of town, which we'll catch up on that hopefully this week with that. Um, sorry, I just jumped into all the podcasting stuff and then I'm not even sure if there's going to be a show on Friday cause, uh, well, Matthew will drop out the news on that one. If people are friends with him on Facebook, you'll soon know what we're all talking about. But anyways, okay. So yes, uh, definitely ill. Yeah. So, which I think like actually several of my family members got ill as well. So I was puking my guts up and I couldn't eat anything for about three days and I could barely get off the, my deathbed. So that's why we didn't do a podcast last week. Um, and then I had a birthday yesterday. So that was exciting. Uh, um, I got a iPod, uh, or iPad mini four, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I'm using it for my show notes right now. So, so far I really like it. Um, other than that, I can't really think of much else I've done. I mean, oh, and I'm wearing my birthday present from you, which is Fred Converse shoes, which I'm absolutely in love with. Cool. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I don't really have, I think that's everything to catch up with me, so, for the last few weeks that I can think of off the top of my head. If I think of, of something else, then I'll probably blurt it out, but... What about you? How was your weeks? Uh, it was fine. Nothing major, new. Everything's horrible. You know, the usual. Yay. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, yeah, so we'll talk about uh, Mano's Hand of Fate at the end of this episode. So if you haven't watched it, good for you. If you have watched it, now you know our suffering. Um, <laughs> and if you want to watch it, I would say your best bet is if you can find it, you can probably find it online for free, no problem. But I would say highly recommend watching the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. I believe it's episode 24 in season, I'm going to say four. I could be wrong. I, I believe it's on Netflix. Well, it right is on now. Netflix. I'm yeah. just saying, like, if people have the DVD collections and stuff like that. Yeah. And I see, I like to give people the actual facts, not this random thing of just like, oh, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. What fucking episode? Tell me. I believe it's episode number 24 in season four. Well, I'm sorry. I well, like to Steve give people is, the facts. I don't yeah. need this crap. I don't need, you know, Steve is someone classier tell, than me. <laughs> see, someone telling me how to do things and stuff like that. By the way, we are having tryouts for B Horror Cast for new co host. Rude. Hey, I'm trying to make it like Mystery Science Theater, okay? Like, everyone <laughs> can, like, leave and come out, and we're going to get puppets. Oh, man, I want puppets so bad. Oh, I want a puppet, too. No, you don't get a puppet. I get puppets. But I want a puppet. No. I'll be Gypsy and never show up. Uh, or I can be Cambot, because you never see him or hear from him. We sound anymore. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, did you want to jump into news? Um, yeah, or? we'll jump into news and stuff like that. So um, there's only like uh, two things. One's a creepy thing. This is a broad... Again, these are super, super, super... I don't even know how old these are. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know if any of this is relevant right now. So to do a podcast right now... Probably three weeks old. All right, so this is an interesting, weird story, um, but before I jump into the story, of course, we have our weird, crazy things that I can't seem to find right now. Here we go. So our, this is our segment known as, see, this is what happens when you take a couple of weeks off. You don't know how to do anything, and everyone just makes fun of you for it. All right, so anyways, without further ado, our eerie news of the week. It is time for eerie news. Of the week. All right.
right, we are back with Eerie News of the Week. So this is the weirdest thing, I guess, that's happened. So not too many people might not remember it, but on November 22nd of 1987, the news was airing on WGN as the football highlights were being shown. The screen suddenly went black, and then when we turn, this is what people saw. So some weird guy in a creepy mask that's, uh, I believe, is re- uh, resembling the mask man left is wearing is a uh, a fictional british character named max headroom right so on this article which we will if it's not already posted on the facebook page we will post it on the facebook page but apparently this masked man didn't say a word he just bombed his head moved from side to side then suddenly the news came back on and even the anchor anchor was confused well if you were wondering what's happening so am i is what he said so the creepy thing about this is, even after all these years, uh, let's see, again, actually, then this is what happened. Okay, so so that was strange, a little moment, but then everything went back to normal, and a couple of hours passed, and, and an episode of Doctor Who was airing. Everything was fine, right? Nope. Then they came back. The masked man returned, interrupting the episode of Doctor Who. However, this time, he wasn't silenced. That does it. He's a freaking nerd. Laughs. Yeah, I think I'm better than... Chuck Surick's freaking liberal, oh Jesus, laugh and moan. This is all coming out of the masked man's mouth. So I have to find this broadcast or whatnot, but I guess he just started being some weird stuff and your love is fading. I yeah, will see the ex. like babbling about random And he started stuff. moaning. And then my brother is wearing the other one, but it's dirty. It's like you got blood stains on it. Wrong. And blah, blah, blah. Then he showed his butt. Uh, it says dude, his butt being spanked by a fly swatter by a woman in a French maid outfit while he yelled, they're coming to get me. Yeah, now, <laughs> nearly 30 years later, there still aren't any answers to who was responsible for this telecast hijacking. Most people don't make much of it, labeling this uh, an equivalent of an internet troll. So it could technically have been the very first troll i guess i wouldn't call it internet because internet wasn't even established at that point but yeah it's just kind of a weird thing but why do you think uh it was max headroom for the i don't know why he went with that kind of a mask or whatnot but yeah um it's a very bizarre situation but yeah so it's just a weird bizarre thing um i will try to see if i can locate i'm pretty sure it's probably online the actual video or whatnot which we can try to post up on the uh, thing but it's just it's just kind of eerie that uh that's one of those uh, things, um, yeah. or whatnot. But, of course, there's other eerie news as well. Um, you found something, I believe. Uh, yes, so this is about the Facebook killer named Steve Stevens. He was... <laughs> okay, uh, okay, before you go any further. Steve Stevens? Yeah. Already, that's like... Right when they named him that, the doctor should have been like, should we just get rid of him now? Because he's just going to grow up and murder people. I mean, you just literally he probably him said that, and Steve then now Steven. he's like, I told you. Yeah, the doctor's sitting there going like, yeah, I remember Steve Steven. Yeah. Told him they should have aborted the damn thing. Um, um, and it looks like he killed himself Tuesday morning in Pennsylvania as cops clothed, closed in. Um, for those of you who may not know the full information, what happened was uh, Stevens, 37, shot and killed Robert Godwin seemingly at random on Sunday, recording the encounter on his phone and uploading the horrific video to Facebook. Godwin's family said he had no connection to Stevens or a woman Stevens mentioned during the incident. Uh, Cleveland police on Monday advised residents of 
Pennsylvania, Michigan, Indiana, and New York that Stevens could be in those states, and the man f hunt for Stevens soon expanded nationwide. Um, it was not believed that Stevens killed anyone else during his f nearly 48 hours on the run. Uh, Pennsylvania police said they kept a close watch on an Erie casino, casino in recent days because Stevens had a history of gambling. Uh, Pennsylvania State uh police said he was only aware through social media that Stevens' cell phone had been located Sunday afternoon in Erie just hours after killing 74-year-old Robert Godwin Sr. on a Cleveland street. Um, Stevens' mom, Maggie Green, told Fox News on Tuesday that she heard the news of her son's death on the radio. She said he believed he would commit suicide because he visited her house before the murder to say goodbye. And he said, Mama, this will be the last time you see me. I just wanted you to see me for the last time. Um, and his mom goes, Steve was a good Christian person. He just snapped. He had a gambling problem. So well, killing just... someone random from posting it to Facebook and then committing suicide is caused by gambling. Well, no. I, I would go with the first part of that segment. It was uh, Christian. I mean, come on. All religious people are radical, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's about as bad as saying that gambling is the reason you know why what? I killed actually, someone. Actually, I want to... Well, I mean, technically, you can have any... I mean, okay. Let's not even put uh, anything into it, religious why or whatnot. Anybody can say anything. They'd be like, oh, this guy cut me off of traffic. Boom, I shot him. Oh, this happened. Oh, I mean, everyone has all these weird triggers that they do. It's, it's pretty much the last thing that breaks the camel's back that just sends you off into a weird thing. I mean, it, it could be anything. But the, I'm actually really curious about this now. Um, I'm trying to think. Is No one ever brings that up. Huh. I'm I'm trying to think now. Anybody can actually help me out with this because I haven't really done any research. I just it just came to me right now. But they always talk about that where the like something happens where a guy shoots a bunch of people or murders you know mm -hmm. innocent people, and then it's always like, well, the man was a was a you know a Christian radical or or Roman Catholic or he was Jewish or is, sometimes they find a religion and they try to tie it to it. I've never once ever heard, and I could be wrong. That's why I said I've I've never heard it. That's me just saying it. I've never heard this. But I've never heard, like, man killed a bunch of people, well, and it was an atheist. Like, I've never heard anyone ever bring an atheist into anything, because, again, they're like, eh, I don't care. You know why? Because an atheist is sitting there going, like, someone can literally just turn around and be like, God told me to do it, or Satan told me to do it. An atheist is all like, no, I just want to kill people. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just trying to find some, like, driving factor as to why they would try to go out and kill people. And I guess. I just don't think know. think that religion is the thing dependent on I, 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 Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Yeah, like, I, even as somebody who doesn't believe in that stuff, like, I don't feel like you should even try to pin it on something. like. I'm like, look, I understand that people believe in stuff, and that's that's great, and that's perfect for them. I mean, sometimes it it does help people. Them yeah. going to church, getting their life back in order, they found God, and that's great, and I and I fully support that. Me, on the other hand, I don't believe in any of that stuff, and I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not gonna make fun of people for it and stuff like that. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just it's just very interesting to me. Instead of just like, I, that's why I just do the normal, just be all like, man, just didn't like Coke. Well, that's oh, you mean cocaine? No, Coca Cola. Yeah, he was a Pepsi man. He went to. Uh, 
<laughs> he went to uh, uh, McDonald's. All I had was Coke products, which is weird because it's the first time he ever tried McDonald's. And <laughs> was he yeah, fucking surprised? Um, yeah, why don't they track people and be like, well, he was a redhead, so therefore he was a menace to society. <laughs> well, that makes sense, though, if a redhead did a killing spree because they're like, well, they're soulless anyway. Maybe they were just trying to capture souls. Yeah, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you never hear them, like criticize or be like point out anything else about the person other than either they're like well he was a very quiet very nice person or they're like he was a good christian man i'm like what does religion have to do with anything with this like uh, from what i've experienced the majority of the time unless you're killing for specific like religious reasons and you're saying well god told me to do it in which case you probably have a mental illness um god's like no no religion no, no. does not come into this at all so i have no idea why that's just brought up i got i got it i got it they're all like um they're all like uh so uh so why why did you murder all those people well god told me to do it and then god chimes in going um oh that's, that's hello is that it no do i have the right one hello 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 no where is it there it is hello nope First, whoa, hold on there. <laughs> Ted, Ted is it. See, I don't even know the guy. Anyways, uh, no, I said, why don't you go home and kill that bag of Doritos? You know when someone gets a lot of food and they're very hungry, they're like, oh, man, I just killed this burrito. I was like, dude, totally kill those bags of Dorito. You'll be set. And now he's going off the handle saying, I told him to kill a bunch of people. Fuck you, really, all right? <laughs> Fuck you, Ted. They're like, God is indicted. <laughs> In a case of so-and-so killing this man, God's like, fuck that guy. I yeah, don't even fuck know. that guy. I wouldn't even give him the death penalty, no. I don't want him up here. But he, <laughs> Yeah, he would come up here. He, see, I have a weird, the sins and stuff, people know how to get through. I really need a lawyer up here, but <laughs> you'll never find a lawyer in heaven, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Send them all down below, which in retrospect probably isn't a good idea. <sighs> well, I, that's why you need a lawyer in heaven, so you can help you find the loopholes to get one up get more up there <laughs> yes yes mm. anyways well i'm gonna head out you guys enjoy the show mm. yeah it's over here it's mm. <laughs> just wandering off holding a ice cream cone Ooh. hello there yeah. hello there who are you yeah i'm nicholas cage i'm just eating all the moon pies oh moon pies mm. that sounds <laughs> godly good all right. Somehow I knew that Nicolas Cage was going to show up somehow because it's Nicolas Cage. It, he always it happens. Shows up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so don't know why I really actually, was dragged into that. I, I will say this, uh, FYI people, I know what you guys are thinking. They're like, <laughs> Steve is so high right now. No, I'm not. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't touched anything. I'm actually not drinking anything. I'm, I'm, I'm blind, stinking sober. So let's see how this show plays out. But of course, that's going to wrap up pretty much all of our eerie news of the week this week. But that was that was frightening. That was frightening with the just some. It's it's so weird that like people just go like, oh, I'm just gonna. Which it, in retrospect is kind of dumb. Like you're like I'm gonna film, I'm gonna go Facebook Live, yeah. and kill somebody, and they're never gonna find me. It's like well no, because everything's connected to your Facebook. Yeah. Well, technically, it wasn't even Facebook Live. It was that he posted on it afterwards, and then people were like, oh, the Facebook killer. It's uh, like, well, did he... That's what confused me so much. I'm like, this is a misnomer, because I was like, well, did he meet the person on Facebook? They're like, no, he just posted a video of him killing this person after he 
like yeah. on Facebook after. I'm like, then what? Why is Facebook getting the rap for this? Uh, then? You know what? Everybody finds. Well, technically, it's the it's the media. The media finds buzzwords and then combine them all together. That's such as the guy who was taking out the Craigslist ads and uh, for massages or something like that, and he was actually murdering people a while. This was like. Five, maybe eight years ago or something like that and they was talking about the craigslist killer because it's such an easier thing to say instead of just going like you know you have to tag the media builds upon this because the media yeah. is always trigger on fear and all that kind of stuff so they'd be like oh watch out for the craigslist and, and see this is the, the prime example prime example yes a man was murdering people using craigslist okay so then when you talk about using craigslist then people are like oh my god that person got murdered. it's like yeah but of course i'm not Hey, you want a massage? Yeah, come over to my place. Yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> That's even when I'm buying, even if I bought anything online. Actually, prime example, when I got my Nintendo Switch, I bought it off of somebody who already bought it. What did we do? We went to a lit parking lot where everyone can see us. In public. In so public. Then neither one knows where the other person lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't... Sh and if something looks fishy, then you can pretty much book it out of there kind of thing. So, yeah, people just be smart and don't be a Facebook killer. Uh, I guess that's what I'm really trying. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> tonight's moral of the story is don't murder people. Oh, I would say tonight's moral of the story is if you're going to murder... Moral of the story tonight is if you're going to murder someone, be smart about it. Don't be an <laughs> idiot and post it on fucking Facebook. Like, seriously, how dumb can you be? I love stupid people. Um, <laughs> makes me, yeah. Anyways, but of course, it makes gonna, me feel young again. Yeah. Ah, stupidity. I feed on it. Um, <laughs> Man, if I fed on stupidity, fuck. I'd be so fat. If, if I fed on stupidity, I would. I'd see if I could bottle it, sell it to other people. <laughs> Make them stupid. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyways, <laughs> this doesn't seem much fun anymore now. I, now I think about it. Being sober sucks, kids. I will tell you that. That's the moral of the story. Being sober sucks. Anyways, okay, so now it's time for our horror news of the week. It's time for horror news. Okay, so this is a very old... Uh, yeah, this was April 4th. When I found the story, but Deep Blue Sea 2 would have had sharks with weapons attached to it. So my question is, was Mike Myers helping out writing that book because he finally had his Dr. Evil with lay sharks, sharks with, with freaking laser, laser beams. beams on them? <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, if you've not seen um, Deep Blue Sea, uh, I think it's on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. It might be streaming. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially if you haven't seen it and you don't know anything about it is the best way to go into it because shit goes down in it and literally when one part happens, you're like, what? Because no one saw it coming in the actual movie when I first watched it as well and stuff like that. But yeah, of course, watch it then. you've never seen it uh -uh. and you've never had anything spoiled for you? Nope. Perfect. Okay, so keep it at that. Make sure no one ruins it for you and stuff like that. But yeah, apparently what it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a bunch of sharks. Okay, so... I will give you the little bit of the synopsis. I'm not going to spoil. Well, I figured all of them. it has to do with sharks. Well, yeah, it does with sharks. But basically, the idea was this: they alternate the genetically genetically altered sharks to make their brains bigger because they found out that sharks had a perfect brain uh, that would not get um, Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to help, you know, save her father with this or whatnot. So it was like these genetically altered smart sharks and everything like that, and they were taking things out like of the brain, like to make this serum and try to help people like remember and all this kind of cool stuff. So it's kind of like, okay, and of course, when you fuck with nature, nature fucks back. Um, God, I wish I could make posters and put that on it. 
That would be awesome. Cougar bear. When you fuck with nature, nature fucks back. I, I have to say or cougar bear. Or nature ba- fucks you in the ass. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to go with... No. No, I like yours better, actually. Anyway, so um, so they had this like little like kind of underground... Um, facility. Facility or whatnot in the water or whatnot. Really nothing too heavy above. But this one would have been on a boat. And it shows, like, all these sharks going through these different... Ta- and I'm just like, this... You just go, like, oh, you want to put sharks on a boat? Is this, like, snakes on a plane? Because nothing good is going to happen from this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess it would have been nuts. Sharks would have had weapons, all this kind of crazy stuff. So, again, it's something that would have been... Um, I guess if it was a shitty sci-fi movie, would have been made. Could have been different or whatnot. Um, so, this is interesting. So, I don't know if you guys knew this, but... Uh, Kane Holder... Uh, yeah, Hoder, uh, Kane Holder. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, you might recognize some of the stuff he's played. But he's also played he's played Jason mm. Voorhees. But it turns out there's an old still photo of him on the set of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three as Leatherface. Okay, I keep so, getting an ad over every picture that I have on these freaking things. Oh, there it is. Never mind. So yeah, it looks like he uh, <clears throat> he was a. Uh, the newly unearthed Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 photo show, Kane Holder as Leatherface. So the guy who plays Jason mm-hmm. looks like he was playing uh, also uh, Leatherface at some point in his life. So he's played two horror movie characters. I kept hearing seeing an article that said he also played Freddy Krueger, but I didn't see any of that because only two people I know have played Freddy Krueger. I mean, there have been the talks of Kevin Bacon possibly playing Freddy oh, Krueger yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with a new thing or whatnot, but... Just kind of interesting and stuff. Yeah, this is all kind of normal, like, really fast-paced news because nothing really kind of too epic. Uh, most of these things we're just kind of touching about, except for the oh. your story you'll have and whatnot, which actually will bring up another talking. But uh, Tobin uh, Bell, you guys might know him as, of course, um, uh, the uh, Jigsaw Killer from the Saw movies. Um, but it looks like he's going to be uh, he's going to be playing in a new Stephen King adaptation short story, My Pretty Pony. Uh, looks like now Stephen King. I don't know what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I get into that, I want you to take over for a bit because I got to do something. Okay. Um, well, actually, I was just gonna mention. It looks like the reason why uh, what's his name Hoder was in the Leatherface costume is that he was the stunt coordinator, and so he did some of the stunts for Leatherface, and that's why that they have the pictures of him in the costumes. I was like, oh, okay, so that makes more sense now. He was actually, like, part of the production of the movie. Yeah, sorry, I had to turn off the AC because I was kept hearing in the background, so I really... <laughs> this place heats up. I need more, better ventilation. Ah, I need a studio. People, give me, do a Kickstarter. Make me a studio. Make me make me awesome. Do something with my life. Make Steve proud. Uh, yeah, but, okay, what I mean by Stephen King... Now, Stephen King, I don't know what it is, but this is like his fucking year. So, oh yeah. Basically, what happened with Stephen King is Stephen King literally he came out with that sh- the sh- that Hulu series that aired earlier last year or towards the end of last year was that uh nineteen. 19- 1929 or something like that? I forget. Oh, Some the 1950-something. Yeah, whatnot. Basically, the guy traveling back in time to stop the assassination of um, JFK, JFK and stuff like that, which was based off a Stephen King book. Now, also then, Stephen King, of course, his movie's been in production. We've seen the teaser trailer of it as well. And also, not to mention that we're also going to be seeing soon a trailer for the, uh, what was it, Dark Tower. Oh, yeah, that's right. As well, has been working on as well with uh, Matthew McConaughey and, oh, shit. I always pronounce his name wrong. Something he's in Thor, plays the gatekeeper. Oh, Isa uh, is a uh, is, 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 is I don't know. It's a black dude. 
English. He was in Luther, um, that TV show on the BBC. Um, I don't know. Something Elsba. Els. Fuck, I don't know. Everyone's going to hate me. You know what? No one's going to hate me because no one responds to this stuff. So I apologize. <laughs> but the man is a very good actor and I do like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. And then all these fucking short things are getting picked up now. Like, uh, a f- I don't know if anyone's listened to Fat Man on Batman, but uh, Mark Bernard, Mark Bernardin, he actually is now working on a Stephen King show as well right now. That's oh, going into production. Yeah, there's an episode of that. I'm not going to spoil all the details on that. Well, there's not too much details, but he just talks about how they're writing. So there's all this stuff that's coming out for Stephen King now. And, of course, this short story, My Pretty Pony, is being put into <laughs> So this is going to be a very good year for Stephen King. If he hasn't had any bad years, but I'm just saying, like, he, like, held back on a lot of stuff. And I was just like, yeah, make this, do this, do that. So he has, like, this. So basically, like, the the idea behind – I'm surprised I didn't find this in the show notes. This actually would have been perfect to talk about. Um, so what he's done is Stephen King is putting together basically they're writing basically it's kind of like the Marvel Universe so it's a little like his own horror so everything that's in his books is like in this shared universe thing that's going to be like a television show oh that's awesome so I don't know who's going to pick it up if it's going to be Netflix if it's going to be Hulu if it's actually going to be on network television or whatnot none of those details are out but they're just coming up but it's kind of like their own like you know so yeah so you might see you know oh this is the house the where you know like things were you know so the shining like the hotel and, yeah, yeah like all that kind of crazy stuff so i thought that was actually kind of unique but yeah so i don't know where like stephen king either like had all this stuff in the works and then he's just like release that that day release that that day release that that because he like all the shit just started pouring out for him i mean good like i'm excited that gives us more like horror content and all that craziness so yeah that's awesome but it's just nuts. So, yeah, this is another project. So, Tobin Bell. So, uh, of course, you know, with the new Saw movie coming out, I'm not even sure if he's in it mm-hmm. or what they're doing with it. But um, it's like he's – I'm like – I like him, though. To- uh, Tobin Bell has been a really good actor and stuff like that. Now, this is my favorite thing in the entire world right now. So, the maker, the Unsolved Mystery creator, hungers to make new episodes. So, awesome. right now, they're going to be – right now, you can watch um, – few of the seasons that are on Amazon Prime right now. I'm really hoping that someone picks it up. I really hope we get this now. That would be amazing. Um, we all have to figure out a new host. Because, uh, of course, the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Late Robert Stock. Um, you know, he... Uh, he, uh, you know, he passed away uh, not yeah. too long ago. But the one guy who took over was pretty, you know, good. He took over the last ones. But it looks like, I guess, I guess they've got a big, huge, like, probably pushing numbers or something like that on. I don't know how they do their ratings or uh, their streaming service of see how many things were watched. But, yeah, so all this, you know. Oh, yeah, the final episode of Spike's TV's Interiteration of All Soul Mysteries aired back in 2010. So it's almost been, like, t- 10 years yeah. for when this, when this series ended or whatnot. Now question is who do you bring in to host hmm. like are you saying like actor or like pretty much anybody oh uh, yeah or... yeah I, I i either we find a brand new person to come in to host or we know a known a well-known actor that can deliver because basically what i, I think you want to do you want to kind of you want to not so much uh reboot but kind of almost recreate the old atmosphere of the Robert, you know, uh, Stack. So kind of do, like, an homage in a way to Robert uh, Stack. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a guy who can give you, like, literally, like, when he says some stuff in that show, it creeps you the fuck out. Yeah. You know, he's all, like, unsolved mystery, and you're like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. <laughs> you know, um, but, yeah, I would have to find... 
Well, if Christopher Lee wasn't dead, I'd say get Christopher Lee, but but he had a very theatrical and very creepy voice. Yes, I agree on that. But also you have to look at star power as well. Do you think Christopher Lee would want to come in and do a thing? It's you all have to figure out like who would actually want to come in and have fun with this. Patrick Stewart. Oh he would do it. Shit. (laughs) That would be amazing. Oh my god, I want Patrick Stewart to do this now. Okay. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck, I actually do want Patrick Stewart. I was about to say Brent Spiner as well, but... Mm. I like Patrick Stewart. I like the though. Patrick Stewart one. <laughs> All right, so if it happens, Patrick Stewart. I swear to fucking God, if it happens and Patrick Stewart's the fucking... Ho- I, we, I'm going to cry with we, happiness. No, I want <laughs> some money. Like, fucking hell, I need to be in casting or some shit. I just want to meet Patrick Stewart. I don't care if I get money. I just want to... No, I don't, no I, I first off, be... I'm never going to meet Patrick Stewart, so I'd rather just take the money. My, at least money I know I'm going to see. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, okay, so this is weird. This is always keeps happening, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So the Blob remake. Mm-hmm. There's been talks about this for years. And uh, at one yeah. point, I know uh, Rob Zombie was attached to it to direct and write and stuff like that. So apparently there was a teaser poster... Uh, the Blob remake is still a go. New promo poster reveals and just kind of shows some, like, decaying kind of, it looks like a sheriff uh, in this body of a Blob or whatnot. So that's pretty much all we got. Uh, we don't know. Um, of course, there was the original Blob, and then there was one that came out in, fuck. I'm going to, I'm I'm probably going to be way off on this one. Because um, the original one was in black and white. And then I believe the remake of that one, I believe, came out in 1987, maybe? I know it was in the 80s. Wasn't that was that the one to uh, that uh, Steve McQueen was in? Um, I believe so. Okay. Uh, let's uh, see. I was trying to hope it was going to give me some more info on this article, but it's just talking about the, the thing. Um, yeah, because I believe there's original one that I believe was in the sixty. Actually, no, I could be even way off. I think there were. Oh, shit. I actually want to say the remake might have been in the seventies now, maybe late seventies. Because I'm trying to remember the era of Steve McQueen. <clears throat> Uh, Steve McQueen was mainly in the 60s. I think he died in 1980. All right, so then not... So maybe it was the late 70s. 1958 was, was the blob that Steve McQueen was Okay, in. so that was the remake. 1950... Okay, so when was the original one then? The blob... 19... Oh, there, he was in the original one. Oh, he was okay. in the original one. Oh, okay. There was a remake. You were correct. 1988, there was a remake. Oh, I was, too, I was a year off. I said 1986, 1987, so... Well, you were so close. So, um, that's what I thought. I thought there was one in like the late 80s. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he was in the original one, which I is is a really good film, the original one, because uh, for the time, the production and the budget and just how they did everything was just a very cool idea. And then I heard the new one, the remake one, did not do so well. So, for the blob to come back out after all this time. So, if you're saying the last one came out in 1988, it's been almost. 30 years. 30 years for uh, a new Blob movie, which I'm all for and stuff like that. I'm just kind of hoping that instead of doing a, a remake, I say, you know what, reimagine it. Take take the idea, take the Blob, and do something do something new with it. You know what I just realized? Mm. First one came out in 1958. Mm-hmm. Second one came out in 1988. Third one comes out in 2018. Yeah, maybe. Every 30 years, there's been a remake. Huh. All right. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if they have anybody attached to it or whatnot because, I mean, like I said, at one point I know Rob Zombie was attached to it because apparently it was like Rob Zombie's one of his favorite, like, films, like, growing up. If I might be mistaken, I don't know too much about Rob Zombie. So I just know that he butchered, of course, I've not seen him, but apparently everyone said he butchered Halloween. So... 
Um, oh, it looks like um, originally whenever they're talking about the remake, they were thinking about getting Samuel L. Jackson, but it doesn't. They don't know if they're actually going to get him this time. Yeah. So, Man, I got Marvel money, motherfucker. Probably. I just. Oh, you know what? He might though. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't Kong Skull Island. This is true. He's like, oh, I can't. Wow, this has just became a Samuel. J- fuck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I love you, Patrick Stewart, but fuck that. Samuel Jackson should yeah. be the host of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Motherfucker, we haven't found it. Have you? <laughs> he just stares intensely at the camera like he does. Yeah. Motherfucker, you better dial the phone number if you know some shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking people going motherfucking missing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just Unsolved Mysteries. Dot dot dot. Motherfucker. Yeah. Give me a billion dollars. You cannot tell me that will not fucking blow people's minds. I'm sure it will. It's like unsolved mysteries. Samuel, oh, I'm tuning into this. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, I'm so there. Yeah. You have people like eating popcorn, like yeah. staring at the screen, like, oh my God, what the hell's going on now? So this is actually interesting, which actually will bring up a thing that I forgot to mention. So <laughs> we're going to talk about this. So King Kong getting a live action TV adaptation for the Bye Bye Man team yeah uh you found this so what yes. is what is up so um basically says thanks to the success of kong school island um marvista entertainment and i am global television have teamed up to create a live action tv adaptation that they're calling king kong school island um it's said to follow a female-led multicultural expedition that delves into the world of school island and the mysteries it holds um, basically, it just looks like they're kind of capitalized on the interest that Kong School Island generated. Okay. And kind of go from there, and probably, I'm a, oh my god, that would be amazing. Now that I think about it, I mm. kind of hope that they follow, uh, John C. Riley's character's storyline. And, like, make the TV se- I don't think that they're going to do that, but I think it would be awesome if they did a TV series following him and his friend. Back up, back up. Didn't we say that? Like, when we talked about Skull Island, that we liked it. Like, I know we talked about that we want to see these characters again, but then I, I forget if you mention it or if I mention it. I think Something about, it. like, even if they did, like, a prequel or just, like, him on the island with his buddy and, like, all that kind of... Like, I... That would be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I, I highly support that. Like, that would be fucking great. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but I, that's actually kind of what I hope they're going to do. Okay, so. this episode, I was going to call it Mono's Hand of Fate, but I'm literally calling it Give Us Fucking Money. We are literally giving you <laughs> ideas, people. Samuel motherfucking Jackson, an Unsolved Mystery reboot. Oh, my um, God. You know what you could do with the Unsolved Mysteries? Have it co-hosted by Samuel L. Jackson and Patrick Stewart, and just have them go back and forth with each other. No, now you're getting too much star power. No, no, okay. no. You got to take you got to take one or the other. I'm 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 shooting for Samuel Jackson because it would just be so. Like you don't even tell anybody. This is no, no. You don't even tell anybody. Well, I don't think that Samuel L. Jackson would actually do no, it. No, I know he won't do it. <laughs> I know he won't do it. And I'm pretty sure Patrick Stewart won't do it either because Patrick Stewart's like, I got fucking. Well, uh, Patrick Stewart does American Dad and Family Guy, so. And he also has his own show, Blunt Talk, which is produced by Seth MacFarlane. That's probably maybe why he does the other. Oh. Uh, let's put it this way: instead of instead of instead of getting more money from 
Seth McFarlane. Uh, most people do this, and this is why you go, well, why does this person have like this many shows? Like, uh, such as Family Guy, American <clears throat> Dad, and Cleveland Show were three shows that were on Fox, all created by Seth McFarlane. Instead of giving him a pay raise, they gave him another show where he can make more income from that way. And so for whatever weird reason, it seems to be cheaper than actually giving them a, 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 pay, a, a, bonus, a pay raise. Yeah. Such as the same thing with The Simpsons. He had The Simpsons and it had Futurama, so on and so forth kind of thing. So networks will bite at certain ideas. Ideas. I mean, there's a perfect example. Like, they literally gave him... Two, they gave Seth McFarlane two other shows that didn't do too well. There was, like, Dads, and then there was another one, like, uh, The Winner or something like that, uh, that failed miserably or whatnot, but it's... Well, it's, no, that makes sense, though, because then it's, like, it's not a guaranteed revenue thing, but it also... Then, again, like, it's not necessarily the network having to pay, like, Seth McFarlane more money no matter what. It's more like, if this does well, then we'll give you... We'll give you the, like, the... Exactly. The excess yeah. revenue, basically, and if it doesn't, then we're not out anything extra. So I extra. mean, you look at Patrick Stewart, and yeah, he does a voice on American Dad. He's a primate character. He does a little bit of voices on, you know, uh, Family Guy. But then you also now given this show that's on another network, Blunt Talk. I think it's on Stars Network, and Seth MacFarlane produces it. Of course, it's all like, well, I can't give you more money, but let's try. And I mean, that show's doing well. Obviously, it's on. It's going to probably go into its third season soon. I've not watched it, but it's hilarious. So I'm just saying, like. There's different ways to do that. That's why I'm like, either one will be really hard to get. Yeah. But I'm going to push for the Samuel Jackson one. And literally, this is what you do. You don't even tell anybody you casted somebody. You're just all like, Unsolved Mysteries coming back. You don't even say who the host is. You don't even fucking reveal it. And then when so it then finally, people are interested. No, everyone's interested. But then when it finally is revealed, literally, Unsolved Mysteries, dot, 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 motherfucker. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, what? And then, boom, he shows up. Fucking guarantee... Everyone's like, okay, you have to watch this. Yeah. You have to watch it. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone's going to watch it anyways because it's unsolved fucking mysteries. But you throw Samuel Jackson there just throwing out like, motherfucker, you better find this person. You know, like, <laughs> fuck. If you don't call in, I will come to your yeah. house and I will whoop your ass. I will assemble the Avengers on your motherfucking ass. Like, seriously, <laughs> you just fucking do stuff like that. Now, back to Kong getting a live action TV adaptation. I totally agree with that. I like the fact that we could follow that story because you could – because let's see. He was on what? The island for – 30 years. 30 years? Yeah. Like guaranteed. You're not going to get to 30 years of episodes, but you could at least do 10 seasons. Yeah. If you wanted to and just have a fucking fleshed out story of that. And literally you could do it like a month before – like, how you end the series is when his buddy, like, finally dies or whatnot, and then literally, like, it's, like, two months later, it ties right into fucking Kong Skull Island. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, f fucking, shut up and take my money already. <laughs> fucking, someone jump on this. Seriously. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I totally agree with that. Speaking of which, I know a, a animated movie of Godzilla... Mm -hmm. is uh, coming to Netflix, uh, I believe, in the end of August. Um, is a Netflix exclusive. It's a, it's a, like a, it's a, almost like an anime. It's like a Godzilla anime or something like that. So, huh. um, so that ties into that kind of a universe. Is it called Reptilicus? No, it's it's actually good. Um, <laughs> it's not made from. Uh, it's not. It's not from the town of Copenhagen. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, but without further ado, we are going to dive into the nineteen. Oh, I'll have my notes for this. The 1966, I believe. Where is it? Oh, it's 1966. Yeah, yes. 1966, Monos, the Hand of Fate. But before we dive into the reviews and the badness and the horribleness of all that stuff, we are going to have to be introduced to it properly. Average person on the street has not even begun to conceptualize the horror, which is your experiment today, Mr. Joel Average. I give to you 
Manos, the hands of fate, served with a short, the stirring conclusion to hire. Hit the button, Frank. Yes, oh, Fluffy, you're so Frank! Oh, Fluffy, here. Go. Oh, you take your yes. Push the button, Frank. Ziggy had Garfield neutered. Now that's funny. <laughs> hey, we got movies in! I just wanted to do that. So I'll uh, never be cute. able to do that in my entire life ever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so Manos, Hand of Fate. Now, um, what to say about this movie? Now, it turned out now, um, lo and behold, of course, um, if somebody is writing, directing, producing, and starring in the movie, guarantee it's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, especially back in the 1960s. Um, so yeah, so Manos, Hand of Fate is uh, Brave Souls. Uh, decide to watch it. I'm not even talking about the movie yet. I'm just talking about individuals who actually sit down and want to watch this. Now, I don't know anybody who actually in 1966 actually went to the theaters and saw this and just left going, what the fuck did I just watch? It was probably only released in the cornfields of Idaho. But uh, but yes. Yeah. So anyways, yes, we have Manos Hand of Fate. Now, before we'll, we'll give you the little synopsis that they give you on IMDb. Okay. And of course, it is a family gets lost on the road and stumbles upon a hidden underground devil-worshipping cult led by the fearsome master and his service, Torgo. Um, now, I will say this. That synopsis... Makes it sound a lot better than a it lot better was. than it actually is. Now, <laughs> what I got from the beginning of the movie. Now, let's let's just talk about cinematography in the beginning. Yes. Whoever was filming has never used a camera in their entire life. No. There are so many close-ups that don't need to be close-ups. Things that you have no idea what's going on. Especially trying to read half of the stuff that's on the screen. Like if you actually wanted to find out who produced it, you won't be able to because half of it's cut off. Yeah. Um. The audio was terrible. Every yeah. time I'm talking, yeah, the, it just sounds like it's a cat. And you're like, really? So, of course, it was directed by Harold P. Warner, who not only directed the film, but he wrote it and, and he starred, starred in it. it and everything. So, okay, so when I was first watching this, I assume that the family, like they said, they, uh, the description says they get lost and stumble upon. Now, as far as I'm concerned, it looked like they were just taking a drive, and when they finally showed up to the place, it seemed to me like they were planning on staying there as a, like, it was a resort. Like, they thought it was a hotel. Like, no recollection that I think that they ever mentioned that, oh, we're lost, we'll stay here for the night. Like, none of that ever happened, unless I'm missing something. Uh, yes, I am missing something. Anything they cut out of the movie and left <laughs> on the floor. It was called information. Um... Yeah, I don't think there was any information in the movie to begin with, <laughs> so they couldn't really cut it out. Um, <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, I've seen it uh, maybe three or four times, maybe more, simply because the commentary that happens on it is just amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the kid is whiny. I have no idea why they have a dog that keeps running off. Yeah, they have a dog that runs off with, of course... Uh, when it finally runs off for like I don't know the twelfth, eighteenth time, it finally dies. Thankfully, and yeah. And like, okay. And my only assumption was this is what this is what I'm thinking. I think the guy had he didn't have a script, he didn't have a screenplay. He had an outline. That's what I'm thinking. He had an outline. And he was just like, okay, fuck it, we're gonna shoot. And then he realized he didn't have a dog trainer, so he's like, you know what, we're just gonna have the dog die at one point because I can't deal with this dog keep running off. You know what I also don't understand? Mm. Number one, the scene with the sheriff. 
with the with the where they, yeah with, uh, well no not even just that like whenever he pulls them over uh-huh. like I don't I'm like this does not further the plot at all it makes no sense and then they have and then you're right they have that random scene with the couple where yeah, they're the just couple like, where they're chilling, like chilling they're chilling making drinking out and drinking the, and, yeah. a, and a cop stops at one point and be like man where am I supposed to do this it's like Anywhere but here, Anywhere at but home, here, maybe. I don't, I don't yeah, know. and then also what I love is that there's literally, I would say the best. If you could just watch like maybe a ten second clip that like summarizes how the entire movie is, is there's literally a part where the girl that the guy is making out with is sitting in the seat. She fixes her hair, looks over next to the camera, looks straight forward, and then looks back and goes, "Why don't you leave us alone?" Yeah, it's terribly like, acting. Like I said, the, terribly the, the entire movie is the, the the entire movie is a shit show. Your best bet to do is to pretty much watch it with a group of friends. Uh, definitely have liquor and or other substance involved, and just have a good fucking time. Make a drinking game out of it. Now, the one thing I'm very concerned about. Okay, so there's a character in in uh this movie called Torgo. Yes. What the fuck is with his legs? I know his knees. They look like they're the size of fucking. Like, it looks he, like he has watermelons as knee pads. I don't did like is that did he have a condition? Like I was literally trying to research what was up with that and nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I have no idea. And then like the random like staff that he had that had like a hand on and then oh, I love whenever they pull up and the guy's just like, Oh yeah, you take the bags in for us. It's yeah, like, okay, you, as far as you know, this guy lives here and you're just like, Oh, taking the bags. To the guy who ha- who's like obviously he limping, walk. he can barely he walk can barely normally, walk. and you're asking him and to carry the this bags. This man, they make this man do so many stunts. This is the weird part. It's like let's take the most like handicapped person, yeah, and make him do everything possible that involves him using his legs. There's a part where like he literally has to fall down on the floor, and then like Manos is like get up, and he's all like oh, he's trying to get back up, and it's all like no one even helps. It's like. And I think it probably the actor was actually struggling, and the director was probably like, "No, don't help him. Just make him do it on its own." And yeah, so then so, the actor spent like five minutes trying to get up from the floor. So before we talk about the, um, before we talk about pretty much like the rating system that everyone else gave it and whatnot, I wanted to. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. So if you haven't watched it and you're still listening to this, congratulations, you're being really, really bizarre. Um, okay, so how? Okay, so I'm gonna try to break it down in my brain what I figured. So what I got from this movie is this random people show up because they got lost, go into this house, and they find out that there's this man, the master, as Torgo t- calls him, and then it's just a scene or of... Or actually, as he calls him, the master. Oh, the master. Yeah, what was his voice, too? I, I just... know, I have <sighs> no idea. Anyways, um, okay, so basically this family's going to stay there until their car's repaired or something? No, their car was working fine, and they just decided to stop for the night. Yeah, I'm like, you really couldn't keep driving, you douchebag? I, I don't know, they <laughs> drove all day, he was tired. Uh, uh, no, he was Torgo. Um... <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that. But anyways, okay, so they get there, and then they find out this is some weird cult house at some point, and then, like, the master has all these wives just in the basement. Um, Oh, no, it's in the backyard. Oh, it's in the backyard. It's in, like, a gazebo type of thing. Who fucking knows? Yeah, Um, it's weird. And then, apparently, the master comes back every, what, day or something? Because all I got from, okay, because how the movie, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the whole thing was with, like, when the master comes back. Basically, he has a shit ton of wives. He wants the one guy's wife 
to be part of this, but Torgo's like, no, I'm in love with her. You have so many. Give me her. I'm yeah. trying to do a horrible Torgo impersonation. <laughs> it just uh, sounds like a ghost. Ooh, ooh stage fright. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, Torgo dies and then is replaced by the new main character i guess takes over for him so they can make apparently there's two more films and they actually finished filming yeah the last film because the guy who played uh monos was still alive and he was able to film those parts so i have to track these down because i just don't know if they're just doing this as a goof as a spoof or they just knew what they had comedy gold and just went with it or something but i think that's a fairly recent thing because i'm pretty sure the last time i researched it there was nothing out there, so I get, I'm assuming that MSC3K probably garnered in, uh, interest in the movie, and the guy was like, "Oh, you liked it, huh? Let's make another one." Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I'll I'll look for that. But you can talk about anything that you thought was bizarre, or um, and then what we'll do is everything. what we like. Well, I know everything's wrong. What we'll do. This is what I like to do because we did this with P two. What we'll do is we'll talk about like you talk about what you like because I gotta find out any more of this weirdness or whatnot. Um, talk about what you like, what you didn't like, what you think, and then we'll come together and we'll talk about how could we improve this movie, um, and then uh, we'll give the reviews of what other people did. Uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes gave it, and then we'll give our own reviews. Um, this is what we usually like to do with B really bad B horror movies and stuff like that. We could talk about how you could have fixed the movie. And uh, maybe improve it. Unless the movie, which might happen, it hasn't happened yet because I think we only rewrote P2 right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Re- well, I wrote my own movie with uh, uh, Hangman. Hangman. Um, well, not the movie was called Hangman. I was going to name the movie Hangman. I was rewriting the stupid movie. Um, the Gallows. That's the the Gallows, yes. Um, but yeah, how we would. And maybe we might come down to a point where we can't salvage a movie and it's just, you just leave it. But uh, let's. Well, uh, what, Oh, I was just going to say, you can go ahead and talk about what... Yeah, I feel like this movie, probably the best way to salvage it is throw it in a fire. Oh, watch see, it melt. you're not, you're not going to have any fun with this. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm trying to think of like ways that you could salvage it. Um, yeah, see, you're better with the ideas than I am. I'm just like, this movie was crap. Someone kill it, please. Kill it, kill it with fire. Um I really the only reason why I've been able to watch this movie so many times is because the just the commentary oh. from the MST3K people is so hilarious. There we go. Okay, yeah, this does. Uh, this, okay, so Manos: The Hand of Fate is finally getting a sequel. Okay, it was a Kickstarter back in March of third of two thousand sixteen. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So there we go. So yeah, it was getting a sequel. Uh, yeah, so Kickstarter, it looks like they reached their goal and above, so good for them. Um, <laughs> well, probably because all the C3K people were like, fuck yeah, we want a sequel. Oh, okay, this is this, this actually gets better. Okay, so uh, sure, 20 years grab between Independence Day films may felt like an eternity, but 50 years waiting for the sequel of the Manos, Hands of Faith was unbearable. Luckily for uh, well, people who put together... Um, the film, did okay, they launched a Kickstarter in order to fund the next film in the Mono Saga. Didn't even know they were planning on that. So they already surpassed their goal of 24,000, uh, reaching 31,000. Yes, it seems there were at least 420 people. Of course, the number is 420, which actually works out perfect, because when this gets released, the uh, it's going to be 420. Wow, this actually kind of worked out. Uh, who believed uh, Mano sequel enough to send... Uh, them back into the thing. So, yeah, thanks to Mystery Science Theater 3000, Manos had become the popular cult phenomenon. So, yes, yeah, so you were right with them 
making fun of that movie pretty much brought new light to it. Um, yeah, it looks like, yeah, the, the actor who played Manos was back. Um, there's also Manos, the rise of Torgo. Okay. So yeah, that came out in 2015. Okay. So this one is Manos returns is what it's going to be called. So there's also a Torgo one. And apparently there's also a, uh, looks like there was a video game. Oh, (laughs) at some point. No, I don't want to sign up for your AV club, stupid newsletter. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. Okay, so uh, what what do you think was just either blew your fucking mind or you were just like, how, how, you know, I feel like that in theory it could have been a good movie. Um, I really didn't understand most of it, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Especially like another one of the things that I had a question about is in that weird gazebo thing that they had in the backyard. They had a giant bonfire burning. Like, is that Torgo's only job is just to keep the fire burning? And if so, like, what's the point of the fire? I I, I, um, I don't know. Like, I I'm honestly trying to figure out what Torgo's like. Was he the only? Was he the only one that stays with the master because he just couldn't get that far with his legs? Maybe. You know, like, and also, what was up with the theme music they played every time he walked? It's like do 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 do. Yeah, so I was I, like, why? I, I don't I, understand. I don't know. So if you if you're if you're into if you're into really bad filmmaking, blotchy screen, close-ups with ne- nothing necessary, plot holes that don't go anywhere, and an ending that just makes you sit there going, what the fuck, then Manos, The Hand of Fate, is for you. <laughs> now, before we talk about how we could fix this movie, we're going to give you guys pretty much what everyone else rated it. So, of course, with Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it 0%. Wow! Uh, it was an average rating of 1.1 out of 10. Reviews counting were 13. So only three people, 13 people reviewed it, and there was zero freshness. Now, the audience, 19%, 19% liked it. Uh, this was an average rating of 1.6 out of 5, and users rating from 8,198. So that's that. So let's see. IMDb, I, I want to say it was a little bit more kinder, but not really. They gave it a 1.9. Oh, okay. Uh, out of 10. So, um, okay. So right off the bat, let's, let's go back in time. Let's see how we can fix Mono's Hands of Fate. Now... Well, I feel like, like I said, I feel like you probably could have made it a very good horror movie with the the general outline that you had. Yes. Scrap the script. No, this is what we do. This is what I'm saying. Okay, boom. We have all the characters. Yes. All the characters stay, but they are replaced by different actors. Now, yes. granted, yes, I know you're going to need a budget for this, and we. this is why we make believe, but okay. So Manos is played by Christopher Lee. But he's dead. 1966. Oh yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. You go back in time. We're not, yeah, we're not, he would be. Perfect. We're not remaking. We're not doing a remake of the movie. We're doing a. We're doing a. Back in the day. We're back in the day, figuring out how we could fix this movie. So boom, you put Christopher Lee as Mono's the Hand of Fate. Now, granted, this is great. He doesn't have that much screen time, so him in 1966 was probably not as well known, but still had some star power. Yeah. That he's like, all right, I only have to be on the set for what a week. Yeah. For this bullshit fucking movie. Okay, great, perfect. I just thought of who could play the dad okay. as well. Uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Okay, okay, there you go. Now you got your action. You got mm-hmm. your action guy who knows that he's not gonna fuck around. He's not gonna be like this pansy ass dad that was in it. Exactly. Okay, so now you need someone hot, someone rich, something for the something for Torgo to lust at. And something for oh, what's her name? She played uh, Catwoman in oh, um, uh, Batman. Julie Julie Newmar. I think so. 
1966 Batman? Is that what yes. we're talking about? Mm. Yes. Actually, same year that the, this the movie, movie came, came out. out so, uh, yeah. Ooh, actually, you know what? I don't know if you want to do Steve McQueen. If you wanted to, you'd probably get Adam West to play the dad. You could have, yeah. I'm just trying to see. Like, if you have a powerhouse, like... See, because that's the thing. Okay, well, you have to figure out who is... Well, anyways, we'll, we'll stick with the casting. Okay, so Steve McQueen. Then you have uh, Christopher Lee. Then you have uh, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. Um, as the mom, uh, the daughter, uh, take it or leave it. Doesn't really matter who plays it. Uh, get rid of the dog completely. No point of the dog. Yes. Remove that. Okay. Now the sheriff. Let's see. We want the sheriff to at least have some presence known, but also a reason of being there. Um. Oh, there you go. 1966. You want to have? Okay. It's a horror movie, but you want to still have a little bit of comedy. So who do you bring in as the sheriff? Don Knotts. I knew it. I could. I freaking knew it. That would be perfect. Because then you can do some bumbling stuff. You can see, like, why. Then it kind of shows why he's so bad at his job, and that's why he didn't know about the cult. And actually, if you wanted to do Adam West as the dad, you could actually probably do Steve McQueen as the, the, the guy for the couple in the car. Yeah, but that seems such a very see. The, yeah, I, but that I, seems very slight. I, I put this him. not even that. Like, I don't even know if I want. See, I, I'm not even getting to the couple yet because I don't even know if I want the couple because the couple doesn't really do. Yeah, anything. it doesn't really contribute. I mean, unless anything. unless it's like unless you give like the couple a backstory. Like, oh, there. Okay, we have to find two people to play the couple now. Here we go. This is why the reason why they quote unquote get lost. They were actually looking for the resort they were supposed to meet that couple friend of theirs. See, when you remove we remove the kid, it's just like a it's a newlywed couple. Yes, get rid of the kid altogether. Yeah, they can still have the stupid dog. Fuck the kid. They can still have the stupid dog. No, 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 you get rid of the dog. You use it as a plot device, so then the dog goes outside, and that's why they go outside and start looking for the dog in the first place. So then that's how they can can go out and find all this stuff. No, see, because otherwise you don't have no reason to go outside. Yeah, you do. Get rid of the dog completely because they show up at this resort place and they're like, huh, this is weird. We're the only people here. And then when it gets late at night, because then uh, I still have to figure out who's going to play Torgo. Who's the guy from Young Frankenstein who played Igor? Oh, uh, oh, with the weird eye. Yeah. Yes. Oh, ah, ah, what's his name? Um, uh, oh, crap. Fuck, even if not him, you could even just get Gene Wilder to play Torgo for crying out loud. <laughs> That'd um, be amazing. Um, Marty Feldman. There Marty we go. Feldman. So we yeah. get Marty Feldman. Was he even still alive when that movie came out? Uh, 1934 to 1982. Perfect. Yeah. This was his breakout role. Well, not really, but this is <laughs> no. This was his comeback before he died. Yeah. Um. Oh, holy crap! That's sad. He died of a heart attack at age 48. Uh, but it says heart attack following food poisoning. Ooh. That's really sad. Anyways. Anyway, so no, no. Okay, so you get rid of the dog, you get rid of the kid, and you're like, well, how do they go outside? How do they find this thing? Perfect. They show up. They're getting the tour. They're getting all the stuff. And then all of a sudden when it hits late, he's the the Torgo. This is how you can make Torgo actually presidents and not just this weird kind of creepy. He literally tells him, he's like, look, after midnight, you're not allowed to leave the, the premises. Okay? It gets There's wild, quote, unquote, wild animals, he'll say, or something like that. And they're like, okay. So, of course. Werewolves. Yeah, werewolves or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's Marty Feldman. I'm sure he'd make up something ridiculous. He'll do something funny with it. But then, you, of course, there's a loud noise outside or something happens where they have to. Of course, in horror movies, as soon as you tell somebody, don't go outside for whatever reason, something happens and they have to go outside for a reason so then you don't have to deal with a kid you don't have to deal with a dog and you still get people to go outside to the fucking courtyard yeah that's true so um also i just thought of for two of the wives mm-hmm. 
Or at least one of the wives. You could probably have. Um, I was just gonna say hire strippers from the sixties because who cares? Like they they don't really have. Well, a no, because there was like there was two of the wives actually had like sort of a prominent thing where they're having the argument about whether or not the girl should be accepted and whether they should kill mm-hmm. the guy or not. Yeah. So you could still have that in there, but one of them is Ma- uh, Madeline Kahn. Uh, okay. From Young Frankenstein, she's the the chick that he liked uh, okay. that he cheated on his fiance with. Um, you can have her as one of them, and then have Catherine Hepburn as the other one. <sighs> How was her star power though? Because I'm like, you're you're throwing in a lot. This is the thing. Once like, you get to '66, it was dying off a little bit, but she was still like still considered a movie star. No, no, no I know that, but I'm saying like, okay, you, you see, this is where my mind works. It's like you're getting certain casting, but you also got to go, okay, what? Uh, where was she? If she was just starting out, boom, throw her in. But if she's at her like a peak, she's not going to do this movie. Even for a bit role like that, you have to. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh yes, I suppose that's true. I mean, that's why I'm trying to figure out where people were in their thing if they want to do this movie. But I mean, if you want to put her in there, I mean, we can do that. But it just seems uh, you would have to give her a bigger, prominent role. I mean, you would have to make her the wife because the wife had a bigger role than the, yeah. the floozies. But if you wanted to do a newlywed couple, it wouldn't really fit. So yeah, I guess Captain yeah. Hepburn's out. Um, I mean, I'm I would, think of like, I would not even. Fo- I'm focusing on the main characters that people really know. Like the the like, I couldn't even tell you the women. Like to me, they were just like fucking there. Yeah, it was just a bunch of blonde bimbos that got into a fight. Exactly. So <laughs> that's why I said go to the strip club, get a couple of hot girls, tell them, hey, yeah, look, you don't that. have to take your clothes off. Yeah, that's true. Be on the set for a day. You get to hang out with Christopher Lee for a little bit. <laughs> Golden. Uh, and then yeah, then uh, fix pretty much every plot hole. Give it a little bit of humor, a little bit of darkness. Get rid of the stupid kids. Have people back away when they're filming and not getting super close. That's what a zoom was invented for, kids. Yeah. And I think Mono's Hand of Fate could be saved. It won't be a great horror movie, but I would think it would be a perfect, pitch perfect B horror movie. Yes. Um, I mean, it'd still be corny and stuff like that, but at least it would have a plot to follow. And everything that that's it how would I think be a you could, solid B. I think it'd be a solid B, and that's how you could save Mono's The Hand of Fate. But if you saved it, then we wouldn't have the comedy gold that we have today. That's true. So, um, but yeah, that's that's how I would that's how we would recast, I guess, Mono's Hand of Fate, and uh, how it could be salvaged. Now, either you people will agree with us, or just go, "Why are you guys even bothering with this kind of stuff?" <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that would be pretty pretty damn good. Now. The big question I would have, mm-hmm. of course, they're getting a sequel, and yeah. or there was the rise of Torgo and everything like that, but do you think anybody in our lifetime, it won't be happening anytime soon, but in our lifetime, because the movie obviously has been touched for 30 fucking years, no, 50 something fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. 51 uh, years. Yeah, 50 fucking one years. Do you think this is one of those movies that someone's just going to dust off the Uncle Bucks and just be like, you know what? Let's remake it. I think it has the potential to be remade. But I think if it gets remade, it's going to be extremely campy. Oh, it had to be. Well, that's the thing, though. Do you think anybody <laughs> could actually make it earnestly? Like, actually yeah. make it like, we're actually going to try to make this good. Actually, you know what? If you're going to remake it. Just give it to fucking, what's his name? John Woo or whatever, the guy who, like, takes all horror properties and yeah, just makes yeah, them yeah. fucking gold. Have him work with Blumhouse Pictures. <laughs> Boom, done. Done. Oh Horror my god. Movie. We would get a re- yeah, it'd be pretty scary. So, um <laughs> of course you heard you heard our take on it and everything like that. So, Anna? Yes. Without further ado, how many staffs? Do you want to go staffs? Do or knees? Go- okay, do you want to go uh, see you went just knee. Yeah, I was going to go. Do you want to go staff? Do you want to go hands or did you want to go torgos? <laughs> I was just going the full cuz that may- the full I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As bad as everything was with that, 
with him, that man should have gotten fucking an Oscar or something like that for putting <laughs> up with the bullshit he had to put up with in that movie. Well, um, yeah, I like I will say Torgo's. I mean, fucking Torgo wasn't even on the. If you even look at the box art, he's not even on it. Yeah, like, but Ma- he was like the prime. He's like the, the prominent character. Yeah, like, he, Manos is like maybe in the film. I I guarantee he's probably and I'm probably over exaggerating. It's probably even less. I would say 15 minutes. Yeah, I just realized. Manos, like character Manos, looks like fucking Tom Selleck. Oh, see, actually, the funny part is with oh, the mustache. Actually, I was going to say this. Yeah, with the mustache. Actually, I was going to say this. There's a part in the MST Keith Mystery Science Theater one where there's a part where uh, Manos looks to the window and they go, "Oh, look, it's Freddie Mercury." Now, yes! at that exact point of the movie, everyone needs to go and find. When you get to that point, pause it. Find "Don't Stop Me Now." And hit, play. and hit play while the movie's playing it fucking syncs up perfectly it really does it really does so uh <laughs> if anybody knows how to do magic in the internet editing video and all that kind of stuff if someone could put something like that together for me <laughs> just for a second his head pops up and it wouldn't just be like tonight <laughs> yeah just i would be amazing do a little bit of a video mashup with uh with that that that'd be perfect but okay so we're gonna go with torgos so out of five out of five torgos Anna, what would you give Manos Hand of Fate? Well, I would say there might be multiple Manos Hands of Fate movies, and there might be multiple Hands of Fate, but there's only one Torgo. I give it one Torgo out of five. You give it one Torgo. I give it one Torgo. One Torgo out of five. Me? I was going to cut him off at the knees, but then I was like, you know what, I'll just give it the rest of him. He's oh, not see, much there. You're, you're being generous. I was just going to give it the knees of Torgo. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even think he deserves a full Torgo. Uh, the well, knees were prominent. I would say... The it's... knees are the only thing I think I remember from the movie. <laughs> plot, and the hat. Plot, story, anything. Um, yeah, why was he wearing the straw hat? I never understood that. But I anyways... Um, I will say this. Someone posted, uh, of course, we're a part of the uh, Blue Ribbon Army. Uh, someone posted, I think it was Matt Hines. So I'll give a shout out to Matt Hines. I don't know if he listens to the show or not. But Matt oh Hines posted one of the greatest fucking pictures where it was uh, it was um, Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. But instead of, it's Bob Ross's face. It's Bob Ross's body, but it's uh, Torgo's face on it. And then it's the painting of uh, Manos. Oh. And it's him doing, like, the painting. And it was I was just like, fucking genius. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Hines, thank you for that little that little treat on the Blue Ribbon Army thing and stuff like that. And, if, yeah, if anybody's a Blue Ribbon Army member that listens to the podcast or anything like that, like, tell your friends if you're into horror. That's a and g- give us a shout-out, too. Uh, like, well, not even a shout-out. I, I was about to not overstep my bounds at this point because I was just going to say, if you, if you like the show, thanks, you know, and stuff. But Or maybe you don't like the show and that's that, that's, that's, that's cool. that probably that's probably why we have low ratings um <laughs> probably um but yeah so um yeah so i think that's gonna wrap up this episode of uh mystery science Theater, no <laughs> of uh, not another be horror cast well um, yeah i was gonna say i would give it a full torgo simply because it gave so much ammunition for mst3k to make fun of like i think that that's it it kind of it redeemed itself in that way but yeah, uh, otherwise terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. Of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Be Horrorcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and give us a like if you like. Ha! Huh? Give us a like if you like. I think <laughs> I did that before. And also, of course, if you have any creepy stories or you just want to shout out or you even want to introduce us to any bad movies. Yes. Uh, or if you have any ideas for uh, bad movies that can be saved, I guess. Ha uh, <laughs> ha. That's what they called. Bad movies be saved. Ah. 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 That will not 
catch on at all. Um, <laughs> Probably not, but that's okay. But of course, if you want to send anything our way or anything like that, even if it's pictures or stuff that you found that's interesting, you can go to our email address, uh, notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll go ahead and read your stories on the show and everything like that. So um, I think uh, I think that's – I'm not sure what next week's show is, if we're going to watch a movie or not. I'm trying to remember what's coming out or what has come out. But if not, we'll find something to watch. Um, and I'm probably going to try to do a creature feature next week. No, maybe probably next short ep- Well, yeah, so. next episode might be a different uh, – I mean, sometimes we do the movies and sometimes we do the news or sometimes we have guests come on, so everything like that. So, but yes. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. And, of course – uh, the intro music is, or the outro music will be different because, again, I'm showing homage tribute to uh, Mystery Science Theater 2000. Uh, but I guess that's going to wrap it up unless, Anna, you have anything else you'd like to add? Nope, I'm good. All right, until next time. Harpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Togo! Now in lemon-lime flavor.